What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Brit on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. What's this week's roundup, Britain? This week, we have Gage Fury Reese on the show, and it's going to be a great interview. He's in studio with us right now, and he is looking hot and pink. I mean, absolutely fabulous. The energy in the studio is, it's buzzing. So yeah. I'm excited for this interview. Um, and yeah. I'm I'm really excited. I got the opportunity to meet Gage like a very long time ago. It was like three years ago when I had first moved to Reno and he kind of shared a little bit of his background with me. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear some parts of that and kind of what got him started. Because I think that similarly to me, like there's a lot behind what put me where I am today. And I think that, you know, we talk a lot about what it takes to be in business, but it's important to talk about what it takes to be a successful person Gage will be the first person to say that he's not where he wants to be, but he absolutely in my eyes is like already major success. And what the way that I've seen him grow in the last three, three years is just incredible. So I've been calling him an icon and I'm, he's Reno's like style icon all around, like from bridal to freaking editorial, if that's what he wants to do, like any piece of it, fashion, all of it. He's, he's just an icon. You guys will see he's currently in a, pink silk almost suit hot pink if he looks like a fucking <laughs> dream it yeah it's pretty amazing i feel like all of our local babes know who gage is absolutely so you guys are in for a treat and his story is so inspiring and we're calling this part one because he is just getting started right and honestly like even his name is iconic as you were saying that i yeah. was like he doesn't even need a, a last name. It's just Gage. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> like, you know, you just tell people, you're like, oh, do you know Gage? And they're like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, there is no other Gage in yeah. Reno that can even tread on him. Or so. anywhere yeah. in America. True, sorry, <laughs> in the world. I've said it, it's My final. My, the mic is dropped. Bible. Um, so before we jump into that, um, what did you learn last week? What did I learn last week? I thought we were gonna talk about events. My bad. <laughs> we can um, do those at the end of this. God. Okay. What did I learn last week? I learned that, um, as much as we think we're in control, we're really not. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I had a week where I was really spinning my wheels, staying in place, trying to control things that I were simply outside of my control. Mm -hmm. I know that I've taught this lesson to myself. I've lived this lesson, but I needed a reminder apparently because I was out of practice and yeah. So it was exhausting, but here I am. It's interesting that you say that. Cause I don't know if you remember last week, I was like, I just feel like I'm tr like, I'm getting attested again. Like this is another lesson. Like I already learned this lesson, but I'm like, and it sounds like you had that too. Or it was like the lesson of control. Yeah. Like, I was like, Oh, Hey, old friend, here I am. Here we go. Again. Falls deep trying to control things. And, um, I think that I have a hard time deciphering between what work I need to do and then what work is out of my, like, I'm just, like I said, spinning my wheels and it's out of my control. And so it's like, I just need to decipher where to put my efforts. Mm -hmm. I get that. I feel like, especially when you have people working for you, it's like, 
you don't want to micromanage them because you want them to grow and step into their own. But like, it's been really hard for me to hand over such a creative piece of my business when like my brand is everything to me and knowing full well that like Lauren has the eye and like, she absolutely will get it and she's getting it and all of those things, but she's going to have that awkward, sticky learning that I had in the beginning. And so like watching her go through that, but also knowing that like, I can't like, fix it for her. Like she has to learn it the hard way and then letting her learn it the hard way through my business. I'm like, Oh God. But at the same time, now we're seeing her like post viral reels. And like, she did that on her own. She's having the confidence about being able to figure it out on her own. She's doing the research to figure it out. And so like, I think that that, that control of like wanting to be like, this is how you should post it. This is what it should look like. This is what we do. This is what our brand is. All of that. It's fucking hard to let go to. It's it, yours. It's it your is baby. Very hard. And also like knowing that, you know, the time is going to pass and time has a way of healing everything mm. and everything seems to be okay. Like we're yeah. all still here, regardless of what's happened in our lives, regardless of, of what has happened in our businesses, we're still here. We're at this point. And it's like, just having a little bit of like faith and peace that it's all going to work out. But yeah, it's freaking hard. And I have the, I hate the cliche of like, it all happens for a reason, oh, but like, God, yeah, ugh. but it, it's, it's like, God, it does. why does it have to be so fucking true? It is. So but true. sometimes when people say it, the timing just doesn't hit. Yeah. You're like, thank you so much for that. Yeah. That's <laughs> not like, helpful here. You just poured salt on the wound. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> I fucking know. <laughs> okay. Truly. I feel like last week for me, it was like learning that you got to show up and like say what you want. You have to like ask for the things that you want and then you have to accept how people respond to that or react to that. That was a like, I think for so long I've been told I'm too much. So then I don't ask for what I need because I'm like, oh, people like won't be able to give that to me or, or like they'll let me down. And like, I'm never giving the opportunity to them, the opportunity to let me down. And I think that that's a necessary thing. Like you have to give people the opportunity to either show up or let you down. And like, I mean, the example I just gave of Lauren is like perfect. I gave her the opportunity to like show up or let me down. And she's showed up every single time. I look at my relationship with my dad, same thing. Guy keeps showing up. Like I keep having hard conversations. We, he keeps showing up time and time again. And like, I think now it's just the awkward thing of like when people do show up and then I'm like, I don't actually want this that yeah. I got to like figure out how, that's going to be my next step. I think. Or there was a time in your life where you thought you wanted it, but now maybe you've, I don't want to say outgrown it, but yeah. yeah, I think it just like a lot has changed for me there, in so, a good way, in a good way. Yeah. So it's just interesting, but yeah, asking for what you want and letting people. Well, and yeah, you've had success. I mean, in business and in our, in the pod, I mean, we, you know, can't talk about it, but we have some exciting things happening. Yeah. So asking, and you're such a, God, you really do that for like, you're such a good example for me to like, because you do ask for what you want. And I, I, I do it in business, but I don't do it in my personal life. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Well, in business, it's been um, something that I've definitely learned from you. Yeah. Business. It's always like, it's a dollar chaser. So like, I know that there's going to be like a, if I go and do the thing, I mean, I'm sales minded. So it's like, right. if I ask for what I want, then like, it usually means I'm getting paid. So <laughs> I, we like that a lot, but yeah. in, in real life or in your personal life, it doesn't work that way. It's just like, Oh, 
that that person let me down and that hurt my feelings and right. now or like uh, they showed up and like it didn't actually impact me the way that I thought it was going to impact me I don't know you just like learn to stand on your own and I think like Gage is going to be a really good example of that because you really like I think what we miss and as women like we just think we need we're like chasing this idea that somebody we're not talking about like the work or, you know, you grow up, you're not talking about like, what is your business going to be? What is this going to be? Or at least when we were younger, it wasn't that way. It was always just like, oh, are you excited to have kids? Are you excited to get married? And it's like, no, I wasn't. I was like, yeah. not really. No, like none of that right. sounds exciting to me. And now I'm older and those things do sound exciting to me, but I'm like, I really want to be foundationally sound. Well, and they are conflicting. I don't care what anyone says. Like I'm going through some stuff right now and it's like, regardless I was, I'm just like you, like, that's not what I dreamt of as a little girl, but there's no way around it. Yeah. They collide. Yeah. And some women say that they can have it all. And I'm, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just, like, you know, like jury's still out. Yeah. I'm excited to like have this conversation even like fully cause there's having it all, but like it, this is unrealistic. Like Gage and I were just talking about this before you walked in, but like, there's this unrealistic, like woo woo thing around like having it all. It's like, you know, I fall asleep to anxiety and then I wake up to anxiety and then and at three in the morning to be clear. And then I'm up for a couple hours with anxiety. And then I go back to bed and then I'm up and I go to the gym because I'm like trying desperately to not fall apart physically. Then you lay <laughs> on your freaking Pilates yeah. mat and you're like, have three deep breaths. And for a split second, you feel okay. Like you the day yeah. and then you don't and then you're doing squats and you're like I'm feeling anxiety like <laughs> and then you get in your car and you look at your phone and it just starts so yeah. I'm with you on I mean last night yeah I wake up every single night with anxiety yeah. I think I don't know it's like this conflicting thing that we have as business owners as I, I feel like everyone in life but as business owners especially because everything goes through you yeah the buck stops at you and your business stops with you're your, your bottleneck. Yes, you're your bottleneck. Seriously. Um, anyway, I'm so excited to interview Gage. So let's talk about our events real quick. Um, Thursday, yeah. we're together at last. I know. Thank God. Uh, decked out on the deck, seven 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 South Center Street, right outside of Breathe Bar, Moonlight Lace. Yep. Above um, Pinion. Yep. It just it's kind of like the solid crew. It's just like the old school crew. Yeah. It's fam. It is. It's our fam. It's our little fam. I love that. Um, and the Nevada Mean Society is going to be there. Puppies. I don't I know will, if they're going to have puppies. Um, I hope they don't because last time I almost brought one home on accident. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I need. <laughs> might, might as well. Um, I think they're selling ducks though, which is like their big, like the little. Oh my gosh. I like had, because I was thinking animals. I was like live ducks. And then I remembered the river thing. You know what? We might, I might get a duck. Fuck. put it in my pond i can't <laughs> promise that i wouldn't eat the duck so i can't that was controversial we're Truth. getting canceled <laughs> my dog would my dog is a bird dog it would Same. definitely <laughs> sage brought me a baby bird the other day and it was like my mom was in the house too worst timing and she's screaming at the top of her lungs I'm like it's escalated quickly let's um take her out check her hunting with angel and john could you imagine dark dark <laughs> <laughs> okay let's get into let's it let's get into it <laughs> 
Britain, tell us what BLFT is all about because you know it's my favorite place to shop. The Biggest Little Fashion Truck is a family-owned and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hence our why, confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience, whether it be at our pop-up events around town. We love the pop-up events. I'm at those with her all the time and they are fire. Or we have a storefront, the Babe Cave. We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at the Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you and a little something special we have for you. Use promo code BOB20 for 20% off your purchase online. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be shopping today. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. All right, y'all, we have Gage Fury Reese on the podcast today. I am so excited to put this guy on blast. He is absolutely fabulous. He is Reno's, I'm calling him Reno's style icon. I think he is pure beauty and grace. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear his story. If you are literally living under a rock in Reno, then let me tell you about Gage. He is a hairstylist here. Um, he specializes in blonde hair. Um, as a blonde hair specialist and does bridal and special event hair and is one of the co-founders of Reno Small Business Alliance, which if y'all are paying any attention to Britton and I, which feels like maybe you might, we're at those once a month for, it's like first or second Wednesday of every month. So we love those. It's a really great learning experience, kind of same concept. He's putting, um, him and his partner, Aaron are putting local businesses on um, a stage and giving them a place to educate some of the other small businesses in Reno, which we love. We're learning so much from them. So um, we're very excited to have him here. He also has a very unique background, which I learned um, just because we have not a ton of similarities, but a lot of like results of our past kind of make us the business owners we are today. And so when I met him, I think it was like two and a half, three years ago, we kind of talked about that. So I'm excited for him to share his start. And um, we discussed that this is only part one because his story, even though he's so young, is going to be like fucking huge and impactful. So I can't wait to see where you go because in just a short time, you've done so much. Thank you so much, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you yes. for making the time. I know how busy you are. Um, I just want to quickly say that like you said, if you're living under a rock, then you don't know who Gage is, but he, he really is iconic. And when you hear what he has overcome in his life, I think his story, you guys are going to gain so much because in any inspiring story, I feel like you are forced to put yourself in that that person's shoes mm -hmm. and kind of feel what they have gone through. And so when you hear Gage's story, you're going to be forced to do that. And it just is going to make you grateful and it's going to 
inspire you to be a better version of yourself. So without further ado, let's just get into this. Yeah. Um, Gage, you're, like I said, your, your story is so inspiring. Everything that you've overcome and how you've maintained yourself through some pretty unimaginable times. Give our listeners a little background on you, how you grew up and how you've overcome adversity. Yes. Well, I grew up a little bit differently than I would say most. I was raised by a single mom. She was kind of just taking care of me and my brother most of our lives. We grew up very, very low income when I was younger. I got to do a lot of things because I was a dancer. So that opened up doors with like scholarships and stuff. But other than that, I really was like limited to what I was able to do because of our financial situation. My mom was kind of sick growing up, so we kind of always were waiting for her to pass. Unfortunately, she did pass um, six years ago, but she was like the best mom that you could have ever had. I never had to come out of the closet to her. She pretty much got me the girl happy kids meals at McDonald's like every time. She just knew what was going to make me happy. Um, So I feel like that's kind of what fostered me into like the person that I am today. I was given like an extraordinary amount of love and acceptance that most people never get. So even though we did come from very, very low income, like lifestyle, it um, wasn't a life that I would ever switched up for because I got an insane amount of love that most people I don't feel like ever get. So it was a rough upbringing, but her love was just incredible. And yeah, so we moved to Reno My mom was pretty sick and we moved to Reno when I was a sophomore in high school. And my mom's goal was really to get my brother and I out of Alabama, which was where I was born and raised. She wanted to get my brother away. He was getting into trouble. He needed just a new switch up, a new environment. And she didn't want to leave her gay son in Alabama for obvious reasons. (laughs) So yeah, we packed up all of our stuff and we moved to California. And then California wasn't what she had remembered. She was there in like the 90s and California's not like it was in the 90s. So she was like, well, I had fun when I was in Reno. And so we literally packed up all of our stuff and moved into a motel. Me and my mom lived in a motel in downtown Reno. I don't think it's there anymore. It was called the Lido. I think it got taken down, but we lived there all of sophomore year of high school. And yeah, we just worked really hard. I was working at a McDonald's to kind of make a little bit of extra money and help out. And yeah, I feel like my whole life has been an extension of the work ethic that she had with a little bit more of creativity, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. I love hearing your story because it's just, it's so inspiring. And I think even just to hear like the love there, you know, I think we look at a society and you think, okay, there's the, and I dealt with this. It's like, you have this picture perfect family that you think that was how your family was supposed to be. And mine obviously was so much different than that, but that didn't mean I never felt love. And like, I love that you emphasize that because I, I always felt loved. It just felt chaotic all the time. And, and that, and I knew that if you worked hard by leadership in the family, like you would get the things that you wanted, or you could, if you worked hard enough, get the things that you wanted. So like, how did that 
like, how did you get into your styling career? You know, I mean, working at McDonald's is not as glamorous as what you do now. No. And honestly, um, I know a lot of people do not like the Kardashians, but I was like this little gay boy living in like trailers and apartments and motels. So when I was younger, I didn't even realize the, that you could have money. I didn't realize how people got it. Cause like my mom was very loving, but she wasn't the most financially educated. She didn't know, like, I don't think I ever saw my mom fill up her gas tank full with gas. Like it was always like $10 mm-hmm. or $5, sometimes $20. So I really did escape. I lived in my head and the Kardashians and reality TV was something that I just surrounded myself in. And I was obsessed with pop culture and I would see the Kardashians, like one of her engagements rings was so big that it had to get delivered by a security guard, you know? And so it kind of opened my eyes to like a whole world that was like limitless of possibilities. And I loved reality shows and that's kind of what inspired me. And so I started to do a little bit of digging and seeing kind of what what made them special or what made them so unique. And the only thing that I could really find in common with all of the people that I looked up to was presentation. They Mm. knew how to present themselves. So even when I did live in a motel room, I never really dressed like I did. I never really dressed lower income. Like, yes, my clothes were hand-me-downs, but I had style, I had flair. And unfortunately, we live in a society where people do treat you based on how you look. Mm. And I'm not someone out here that's going to try to change that. I don't think you can. I'm going to try to use that as a tool. Mm -hmm. And so I developed my style at a young age because I always wanted to dress the part. Like last night, I was a little nervous to come in for this interview. And I went through my closet and I was like, what's the most obnoxious, bold outfit you have? And I put that on because I think clothing and hair and makeup can be um, an extension of who you are, but it can also be a tool for combat. It's like wardrobe. Mm. You can dress for the part, if that makes any sense. It's your armor. I say that all the time. Like my, the way that I look is my armor and as much as it, and we talk about this as much as the way that I, I'll speak for myself as much as I am fully aware that the way that I look has gotten me opportunities that other people have not gotten. It is hard when you, you know, the thing that you're recognized for is the thing that you didn't actually do yourself. No, but I didn't fucking lie. This is my, the way I look is not because I did anything to do that. Like, but with style, you have some control over it. And it's like, you know, you can really, I mean, for example, I was going on a date last night and I was like, I am going to like really dress down because I really don't want it to look like I don't want to look so intense and so intimidating. But having the power to do that and recognize that style can really like elevate a situation, bring it down. You can really control the volume with and sometimes you need that volume to be on like max, max, max so that you can get through some of the really hard things, especially as a business owner. Yes. I, I mean, that's what I'm in business to do yeah. is, but yeah, I always say that it's like the armor to survive the reality of every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, three things that I want to talk to you about. Yes. The first is that, um, you do present yourself very well. Every time you walk into the room, it is deliberate and is with intention mm-hmm. and your outfit is always looking good. And that's a form of communication to the world. So I thought that it was interesting that you said like how you present yourself. Well, wow. What may be happening at home wasn't exactly what people thought you were presenting a certain type of person to the world. And like, this is who I'm going to show up as. I also love that throughout your whole life, you know, you had all these challenges, but you didn't 
play the victim. And I don't want to say that in a negative way, but you really rose above. You said, okay, this is my situation and this is how I this is what I can do today to make my situation better and to continue to grow myself. And I think that's so admirable because I would say 99.9% of people would kind of just sit in that mediocrity and, you know, live a life that they weren't truly aspiring to do, but you allowed yourself to dream. You allowed yourself to see what was possible out there by watching the Kardashians, but, and then also saying, I'm not just going to watch this and dream about it. I'm going to put action and put one foot in, in front of the other to get there. So that's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Absolutely. No, I think that up until the age of 18, your life around you is a reflection of your parents' choices or like kind of a reflection of things that are out of your control. But after you're 18, like the only person you can blame for your lifestyle and your life is like the person in the mirror. And I am just not going to be someone who lets something that was out of my control determine the rest of my life. I want to be in control of it. And I'm a firm believer in like, if you are born poor, that's not your fault. If you die poor, that is your responsibility. I think it's oh, like Bill Gates, you know. Full hammer. Body Bring the hammer down. Yeah. Yes. So, so I think you can control a lot and you've got to take ownership and take control of the narrative of your life. And I think that unfortunately, a lot of people have really tough lives and a lot of people have things going on and not one is better or worse, but it's like, you've got to work through it. You can't let that be an excuse because everyone's going to have excuses. I mean, I think really wealthy people could have excuses to lose all their money or to lose certain things. So it's like, or really poor people can have excuses as well. So it's like, you've got to take control of that narrative and you are where you are today because of you. And when you use that as a tool and as a motivator, it can really be a game changer. So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before, and we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100% agree with that. Plus your candles smell so good and they fill up my whole house. I hear you have something special for our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to havenandflux.com and use code BOB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions. We're talking so much about like, we see you now, right? And yeah. like, you, we would never know. And I, that's your point, right? Like we would never know that you have this like wild past. How did you take, like, give us some tactile, like takeaways of like, how did you go from literally working at McDonald's to 
where you are now. I know you said like watching reality TV, but let's talk about like, you saw a goal, you saw a difference, you saw something that you could potentially attain. What was the mindset shift? Because I think that's what a lot of people are lacking is like, you see this goal and you see this thing that maybe other people are doing and achieving like the Kardashians, for example, but nobody knows how to do, get from where they are to where they want to go. Right. I think a lot of that is just the way that I was brought up. I really was brought up that like options are limitless, that you can do whatever. So I think just kind of growing up with that like mindset really helped me. I think that I've been very fortunate too. like less than 30 days after my mom passed away, I met my partner, Daniel. And I believe that God or the universe or whatever you believe in will offer you something in life. Like, I don't think that I believe that everything happens for a reason. And so I went from one big loss to another big gain. And I swear that my partner now believes in me just as much, if not more than my mom did. So it kind of, I've been I'm very particular about who I surround myself with and I only surround myself with people that believe in me. So it's like, I have a lot of friends and a lot of acquaintances, but my circle is really small. I keep it very limited because I want the people around me to believe that I can do whatever I want. I think that if you keep the circle around you, the most inspiring and the most, the people that will think that you could actually achieve your things. I think that that's really important. And I think also just having work ethic. No one really wants to work is what Kim Kardashian said. And I know you guys might not like her, but the bitch is right. Like no one wants to work and you have to be willing to work at McDonald's if you need to. Like there's jobs out out there that will pay you and a check is a check. And I don't think that people realize that anymore. I think that we're starting to think that we're owed a certain dollar amount because, you know, society started just giving out free money, but you still have to work for that. Yeah. And it's not a thing anymore. Somebody pays those bills. Okay. Seriously, <laughs> where is it coming from? I, I remember when Kim said that and everyone was up in arms and I was like, wait, why do I align with this so much? Like yeah. I was like, preach, let's yeah. keep going. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that. You, um, yeah, you just, you do it all gauge. Like really, I mean, and you have such a mature outlook on life and maybe it was what you went through that um, gave you this kind of clarity because when you, for most people who have gone through what you have gone through and like the trauma that, that losing your mom as your only parent, like that is a traumatic event mm-hmm. in someone who is so close to you, but you look back on your life with so much clarity and you use what you've learned to propel you forward. And it's just how, have you done therapy? How do you have like this such clear, I don't know, mindset? You're making it look easy and we just want to yeah. know, like we know it's not. Yes, so we're no. like, tell us yeah. the grit. No, it's not easy. I haven't gone to therapy. I'm not against therapy. I think therapy is great for everyone. I think that I'm just, I really do try to live a life filled with gratitude and I'm not great at it. I'm not saying that every day. I'm like, gee whiz, this is great. I love all this. <laughs> um, but I do look around the world and I see like I used to be, I've always had pretty wealthy friends growing up and I would go to their beautiful houses with their parents that had two really nice cars and like two stories. And I would look at them and think that like, wow, they had this fabulous life and I want this. But as I've gotten older, it's made it more clear that like everyone has their problems. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter their location. It doesn't matter. So I think that as I've gotten just like even the last couple of years, I've gotten older, my life was rough for sure. But I think that when I was surrounded by a loving mother, I would choose that all day, every day. And I think that 
you do kind of get in survivor survival mode. Um, my brother, he doesn't make the best or he's not good under pressure. So I was actually in charge of all of my mom's medical decisions when I was 18. So it's like a lot of responsibility was put on me, but I kind of thrive in that. It's not easy, Mm -hmm. but I like having the control. And I think that that's a reflection because I grew up without control. Like I'm chronically really early to everything. And I think it's because my mom always had me late to things because she was coming from work or she forgot or this, this and that. So I think that it kind of just trickled into my whole life, if that makes any sense. So you do like the control that you have in your life, you are so deliberate about it and you, you know, put your energy towards what you can change. Yes. And I think that's something that people can take away from this. It's like, if you don't like the way your life is going, or if you got dealt a shit hand, Mm -hmm. you did. And at some point or another, every single person gets dealt a shit hand. Like there's no way around it. This is life. We're all in it. But like you have the control to pull yourself out of it. And you did at a very young age. And like we said, this is part one. Yes. And you've pulled yourself up by the bootstraps to be here. So no, for sure. And I just, I don't believe in having a pity party. I think that you're, this sounds a little crazy, but I give myself like five minutes to be really upset Mm. about things. And then after that, it's just like, shit's got to get done and no one else is going to do it for you. And I'm a firm <laughs> believer in like, no one's going to get it done for me and no one's going to do it at the level that I want it to be done. So I've got to take control over that. Mm-hmm. And I think that as you get older, it's scary to take control of your life because yes, when you look around you, that's a reflection of your decisions and your work ethic and everything that comes with that. But it's also really power empowering. Like you get to control your surroundings. Like it could be a scary thing or it could be a really positive thing, Mm -hmm. you know? I love that conversation because I think a lot of people look at business owners and they're like, oh, I don't know what they think, honestly. But I every business owner I know, and I was like having this conversation even last night where it's like, we all have ADHD or ADD or some form of fucking chaotic, not able to focus on one specific task at a time for too long. And we all have control issues. Yes. Every last one of us. And it literally, but that, I think that a lot of people could view that as negative. But for me, that has been what makes my business successful. It keeps my my branding clear. It keeps Brit on Blast branding clear. It keeps like the guests that we bring on very clear. It keeps like me constantly moving to the next thing and like focusing on the next thing. And I think that like, I see that in you, like the control to make sure that like things are the way that you want them to be. But when times get tough, it's like, how do I control the situation again? Like you're constantly just grasping to get that control again. And that can be really powerful and helpful. It definitely can. I think that when you can control everything or as much as possible, it's an empowering thing. And I love that. I, yes, I feel like when you are someone who has started a business or who has started a brand or who has created yourself out of literally nothing, I think that it, like you said, it's very empowering and it's almost a burden because we know what we're capable of. Mm -hmm. And we know that if we don't like the way our life is going, we have the capability to change it in one day. We are one decision away from changing our lives. And I think that that almost gives us anxiety um, or gives us this, like, you know, obviously the feeling of control, but like that we constantly have to be doing something bigger and better. Yes. And because we're capable of it. Yeah, and right. so I think that is 
it's a burden in a way. We are not the people that are going to stay in a nine to five job no. and let someone tell us what to do for the rest of our lives and get our paycheck to get our retirement. We're like, oh, we don't have retirement. We'll make our own. Right. You know, and this lifestyle is not for the week. Owning no. a business is not for the week. I don't have days off. Work life balance is not a real thing for mm -hmm. me as of now. I'm building a brand. I'm trying to build a freaking empire that takes work and dedication. And so when you want to be successful, you have to outwork everyone in the room. And I think that talent is limited. I think that you can walk in a lot of rooms and there's always going to be someone more talented, more pretty, more, more of something. But what you can control again that word control is very important you can always control your work ethic mm -hmm. i can be in any room and tell you that i'm going to be the hardest working person in that room because i will outwork i will work six seven days a week i will work all night i will do whatever it takes so again i like that control i want to i think that that's what kind of can can like inspire your whole life you know i have to ask you've done human design right yes your generator yes knew it why do we always have generators around us? We have generators. Wait, around. hold on. I'm a manifester. A manifester oh. or manifest? You're a manifester. I think so. I can look okay, at my Okay, we need to double check. We need to double check. Yeah. I'll do this after. Because your energy levels give, and you're like lighting up, but you're not, like you not willing to do anything that you don't want to do is very manifester of you. Oh yeah. Like you're like, I'm just going to spark this and then like fucking work my ass off for it. Absolutely. You got to work. You know, again, I think that that's, if you're looking for the key to success, that's what it is. And I don't even think I've, I haven't scraped the surface of success that I want. I'm just at the very beginning, but I think that work ethic is what's going to put you there. Mm -hmm. And I think especially being a part of the younger generation, that's kind of scary because people my age, I'm 24, not a lot of 24 year olds are doing what I'm doing. And you've got to work. If you want something, work for it. You can't have a pity party and look around you and be like, oh, well, their parents bought them a car. Their parents are paying half their rent because someone's always going to have a better advantage. You can work harder than that person. I want to really also take a second just for the listener's perspective of this is like, you're here. I'm hearing you say this and you're 24 years old. And I just heard something the other day and it was like, your 20s should be for building your foundation of your life. It should not be about dating. It should not be about the cars that you own, the things that you have, like none of that. It should literally be about creating your career. And that was like where I missed the mark because it was like, oh, you need to be married and you need to like think about having kids by the time you're 27. And I'm like, okay, I'll try. Right. And then I didn't like it. And now I'm like rebuilding myself in my thirties and like, I'm happy to do so. Every, again, everything happens for a reason. Right. I don't think I'd be on this podcast or have this podcast if it weren't for that. But I like mad props to you for just being like, yeah, I'm 24 years old and I'm building a fucking empire. And if you don't want to get on my fucking train, then get out of the way. Cause we will run you over on these train tracks. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that everyone, um, like, the, like you were saying, your 20s are meant to just build your career. However, some people don't know what their career is going to be. Mm -hmm. So this is what I always say. If I could look back on my 20s and give my younger self some advice, I would say, like, do as many things as you mm -hmm. possibly can. Experience work-wise and life-wise, but just experience as much as you can and gain as much knowledge and figure yourself out. Figure yeah. out your strengths. Figure out your weaknesses. Figure out what makes you light up. Is it right. money? Is it work? Is it connection? Is it helping others? What is it? And then go full speed towards that. Right. right. The other stuff will totally fall in line. All right.
right, so you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hat. So I wanna talk a little bit about a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada, and is from our beautiful babe over here. So Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since I was a kid. I swear I had a hat on in every single picture as a child. And then they quickly became a BLFT signature. We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect. And so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great grandparents started Murdoch's Western wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state and we watch a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch followed by a hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us, the sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forests. I'm not gonna lie, I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's Hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch'sHatsInApparel.com We love it. Go shop, y'all. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. And that's kind of like your focus was like putting your mom to rest and then your business and your career and everything. And like your guy came into your world, like as a byproduct of that, which is the way that it should work. And that's something that I'm learning now as like an old woman. (laughs) You're not not an old old woman. But but that is really, truly I'm teasing. I'm totally joking. But like, I think that that is something that a lot of women have to learn the hard way. And I think probably a lot of men too, like you think you're supposed to do all of this stuff. And it's like, no, the person that comes into your life should be a byproduct of what you've created for yourself and the focus that you've put on yourself and your career and your life. Absolutely. And I'm a firm believer in you have to become the partner that you want to attract and you can't expect something out of a partner that you do not offer. So I feel like everything in my partner that I value, I also am like I am a reflection of that to him as a partner, if God. that makes any sense. You were wise respecting. Yeah, that was like respecting each other, right? Like Yeah, respecting, supporting. And I think that life is full of, you know, give and take. I don't think a relationship's ever 50-50. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's going to be 60-40. I think sometimes it's going to be like a little all over the place. But I think that yeah, you got to just try to be the best partner. So you attract the best partner and you got to love yourself. That's one thing I'm obsessed with myself. And I say that and like, I'm sure that's going to be a little weird for some people, but I will double down on myself every day of the week because I believe in myself. And I don't think that you can expect a partner to believe in you if you don't believe in mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't expect a partner to believe in you. You can't expect an employee. You can't expect your clients to believe in you. No, you have mm-hmm. to have that self-worth. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's something our listeners You are always bringing the energy everywhere you go, like an actual ray of sunshine in a room. Um, And I feel like, I don't know, does this energy well ever run out or are you just 
every day you wake up just like ready to go? And if so, like, what do you do to recharge yourself? I mean, I would say that I am really full of energy, but to be completely honest with you, there's a lot of time where I just am at home after work alone and like just sitting with silence or sitting with the TV on with like it muted. Like I really do enjoy my alone time. I think that I'm constantly around people and I'm known to be a little bit more uplifting Mm -hmm. and like kind of that powerful presence, but I do get tired and I think that the way that I recharge is kind of my alone time. I drive home from the salon in complete silence just to like clear my thoughts. But I would say like in social settings, I'm always pretty energetic. Mm -hmm. And I think that my life coach is really, oh, shout out to my life coach, Jessica Hartwig. She has just given me a lot of tools to like, oh no, you need to prioritize who you're around. Just be a little bit more intentional with the groups of people you're around. Some people can be a little bit more draining. Some people can be less draining. Some things are more for work. So it's, you know, you just kind of have to find that balance. And I feel like she's really helped me do that. Do you feel pressure like to go into social settings because you kind of have created this persona of energy and like, I mean, you're a show like you are. Do you feel like you have to live up to that? Um, Yes, I definitely feel like there's slight pressure to live up to a certain standard. I like that pressure because, again, it will hold me accountable. But I think the trickiest part was for the first two years, granted, I was like 21. So I want you to know that some of that was age. But I created a brand in Reno to build clientele by being the fun out and about gay guy. So mm-hmm. I was out and about. I was at clubs. I was at bars. I was at restaurants. And I created a brand that was like very like your gay best friend vibes. And so the last year or year and a half, I've really had to transition from your gay best friend into like a respected business person. God, and this. so I feel like that was kind of trickier. So I can live up to the pressure of the persona of Gage Reese, but the transitioning from like party boy into business Gage, that was where it was a little tricky because clients, they loved me, but there's a difference between being loved as a friend and respected as a business partner or a business person, I guess I should say. You're building on your identity. It's not like you're recreating it. You're just building on top of it. Some people don't and they stay the same and we know who those people are and others continually build on top of it you know like building blocks literally in every stage of their career I know you have something I just I like I am just blown away by you Gage like I I know like we aren't on a level where like I can be super proud of you but I just haven't watched your experience and like it is it's so empowering and it's so exciting to see and I just think that you know, as someone who has gone through that as well, like I came, I was divorced. I missed my entire twenties. I was rage cage Brit. Like, right. and then, you know, I went through a breakup. I became honestly unstable and like a little out of control. And then having to, that is uh, like that building of like, I am the fun party person to, I am going to build an empire and I want to be respected. That transition is very hard. And like, I don't want people listening to think like, oh yeah, he just like changed his mind one day. Like it doesn't work that way. Like you hear him talking about a life coach. You hear him talking about taking the alone time. You know, I look at a lot of my friends and a lot of acquaintances that I have that are going through breakups or divorces and they're like immediately jumping back into different relationships or they're jumping back into like the party scene. And I think that's part of the process, but I think it's really important to remember that in order to be 
the level of success that you want or to be the full person that you need to be in order to show up in life for yourself, you have to be alone. Absolutely. And I think that alone time is where I really recharge. Like I am someone who could sit at the spa all day, all day and not say a word, or I could sit on a beach and just be in my head. Like I love no music. I love just to sit there. And I think that that's kind of where I do get recharged is in silence with my head. Yeah. And you have to protect that time. I do. Because I guess when I was asking about the pressure is like when you've created this, this person that people expect you to be, it's almost like they're let down. If you're, they're like, you seem off today. It's like, I'm not off. I'm focused. Right. And so like it's and then also creating that identity that now you are this respected person that everyone has to or that they're they're going to view you differently, but you can't just say those things. Right. You can make the mental flip and switch in your head. However, you can't say things and have people interpret it the way you want them to. No, you sure. have to put the work in, right? So it's like, and then when it happens, I because this happened for me too. Like when it happens, you don't even notice it, and all of a sudden, everyone's telling you things like you're killing it, you're doing, and you're like, oh, you can pay attention, right? Yeah. Right. I think a big thing too is like, you know, it's not for nothing that like you lose so many people. And that doesn't mean that like you don't love them or care about them, but like there's something to be said about that growth period. Like I'm getting a little emotional right now, but like you lose people. Like you, I'm sure I don't even, I don't even know that to be true, but I'm like, I guarantee there was probably a handful of people that you had to be like, I love you more than anything in this world, but I have to let you go because you're standing in the way of me and the person that I know I can be. Absolutely. And I think that that's just kind of like growing up and evolving in life. People will fade in, fade out. I think that you still have to be very intentional. And my life coach, she was kind of working with me through that process of kind of friendships and such. And I was just telling her, I was like, a lot of my friends are, they're wonderful and great people and I love them and respect them. But I want to be inspired when I leave conversations. I want to know, I want to be like related to when I'm working six days a week. And so she was like, you need to create a community. Like if you mm -hmm. want friends like that, you can do that. And that's kind of how the Reno Small Business Alliance was created. I was sitting with Aaron Warnock, who's my partner in that, who shout out, love you, bitch. Uh, <laughs> she and I were talking about it. And I was reading books and it was talking about how your network is your net worth mm -hmm. and how you have to surround yourself with really motivated people. And I think that this year has been the year that I've really surrounded myself and cultivated a really good community of us, good support and motivating environment. Yeah. And I think that, yes, a lot of people have fade, faded out and faded in, but I'm very happy with where my life is at now. And I'm very grateful for the communities that we have. Like, I don't think... And maybe it's just special to Reno, but I think that we, we really have a great environment of supportive business people. I think that we all really look out for each other. We all want each other to be successful. And I think that we have to take advantage of that. That's another thing. If you want to be successful in Reno, you have to get plugged into the community. That's what's going mm -hmm. to take your business to the next level. Yeah. Social media is one part of it, but connecting and networking with the Reno small businesses, that's what's really going to take you to the next level. And yeah. genuinely, genuinely. Oh, yeah. people can show up and, but it's like making those genuine relationships and, you know, carving out time for it because we just talked about how you're going to work your ass off and you work all the time. And yes. then you need that time to recharge Yes, that we just talked about. You need the silence. I mean, I'm sure you need to 
uh, incorporate your relationship at some point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hi, Daniel. Like, do you want to see Gage every once in a while? Like, (laughs) you know, and so it's like, then you have to do the networking. So you're busy. So those people will, between all of that, they're going to naturally kind of just shed off. And it's not something that is deliberate or that you're trying to be mean. It's just this kind of growing, you're blooming. And as you bloom, you shed some of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm just curious, like as far as uh, we're talking about time allocation, right? And like, I know as a business owner, I think to myself, okay, I have X amount of days. Like I, we all have the same amount of time as Beyonce, but we don't all have the same amount of money. So yeah. I can't like pay for all of the services that she gets. I have to take care of myself on my own right. <laughs> in the best way that I can. So a lot for the time. A lot for the time. Yeah. And we don't have cooks. Right. There's no cooks. And like, I got to cook for myself and like, you know, little things like that. But um, I'm curious, like, how do you take care of yourself? And like, how do you allocate that time to yourself? I mean, honestly, I'm not going to say that I allocate the best time towards it. I think that I'm in a unique situation and a unique time in my career to where like balance is not really a thing right now. I am trying to do my best. So when I do give myself a little bit of time, I'm really into sheet masks. I'll do, um, I try to do Sunday self-care pretty regularly where I'll get in the shower, wash my hair, put on a hair mask, get out of the shower, put on a mask, kind of wait 20 minutes, get back in the shower, rinse off. So I'm really big on just my skin and my hair, I guess. What I, and I just know you personally. So I'm like, can you share with our listeners, like some of the key things that you feel like that you've done to kind of align with yourself that you feel like have really brought you to the next level? Um, I cut out alcohol almost five months ago, which is crazy. Can't believe I, it's been five months. I know it'll be five months in like eight days or something. And I was listening to a book and it was just telling me like, if you're ever really busy in life, take 30 days and cut out alcohol and see how far you go. And I cut it out for 30 days and I felt so good. I was like, let's just do 90. And now I feel so good. I don't, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to drink again, obviously, but I want to be able to operate at a hundred percent and you cannot operate at a hundred percent. Like this morning I woke up sharp. I could make quick decisions. I don't have time for that slow kind of mindset in the morning. I also do kind of struggle with a little bit of depression and anxiety. Mm. And I noticed that when I was drinking, even if it was like one glass of wine, I mean, let's be real, two glasses of wine, I would kind of spiral. I may have like a shitty client and then I'd be like, I hate my job. I hate my life. I need to move cities. I need to do this. And so cutting out alcohol has really helped me compartmentalize my thoughts because I do have that anxiety. And it's very easy for me to tornado effect into a space of negativity and cutting that out has really helped me limit that and compartmentalize like, oh, this was just a bad client or, oh, this was just a bad situation. But look around you, look at how far you've come. You've got it good. Right. You know? And so I would say cutting out alcohol was a big one, really cultivating the environment that I'm around. I'm a firm believer. Like my favorite word is no. Like, do you want to go to dinner? No. Do you want to go coffee? No. I am very intentional with like who I'm going to spend time with. And it probably rubs people the wrong way. Well, no, Brendan and I are looking at each other because we're like, we could use that word more. We could be better about that. Yeah, (laughs) It's hard. And like, I know this is going to sound kind of bitchy, but like I'm at a space to where I'm trying to grow. And so it's going to come off like a little bit usy and I don't want it to be usy because it's authentic relationships, but I'm trying to cultivate the next level in life. And so if I'm around you, I need you to elevate me just as I will elevate you. And I find a lot of times in relationships outside of work that I'm elevating people and 
they're exhausting me. So yep. I have to limit that. And so, yeah, my favorite word right now is no. My boyfriend will make fun of me because I used to go out a lot. Like I used to be everywhere. And I, I'm not going to diminish that. I think that's what got my name out there and kind of helped me. But I don't have time for that right now. I'm right. so particular about what I'm doing and who I'm going to be around because I'm trying to do shit that most people will never do. Right. And that takes things that most people cannot commit to, to right. you know? So it's like, if you want a grand, fabulous life, you there's sacrifices mm -hmm. and everything in life comes at a cost. And so it might sound bitchy when I say like, I don't have time to go to dinner or, oh, I have time to go to dinner in six weeks, which is when it fits. Like that this might sound literally. a little bitchy, <laughs> no, but well, it's what I have to do. So I mean, you both are in committed relationships and I am very much single. And uh, you know, I, my long-term goals do involve like marriage and kids right. and so, you know, trying to balance those things. And it's it's so funny that you say this because, you know, for a while I would just take anything that came my way. I'd be like, oh yeah, like I'll, sure we can go on a date or sure we can do this or sure. And now I'm like, I'm available in like, this was months ago. I'd be right. like, oh, I'm available in August. Now we're in August. I'm like, okay, well I'm available in like January. Yes. So if you want to hang out, like no. happy new year. But then when you do have somebody in your space, you're like, this did not elevate. Like, I know right. we had this conversation before we got on here, but it's like, this did not elevate me. Right. I do not feel like I feel exhausted. You did not respect my time. Right. Like, I'm not interested in this. I can't, I don't have the time for this. And so I don't know who I was talking to the other day and they were like, are you dating? And I was like, trying to explain what I'm trying to do. And right. she's like, you can just say no. And I was like, yeah, I'm no, I'm not yeah. dating. Just fucking tired. No, no yeah. I feel like people need to get a lot more comfortable saying no. And I think that mm, they it might have a negative context to some people, but if they respect you and they value you and want you to grow, they'll understand. It might rub them the wrong way, but my theory is, is the people that love me and support me the most, they get it. They yeah, know 1, that I'm busy. 1,000%. Definitely. So if, and it's usually if they're upset, they're coming from a selfish point of view. Absolutely. And they're not thinking about what's best for you. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. For sure. What is one thing that um, you wish you were better at? I wish that I was a little bit more patient. I think that I will never be happy with where I'm. Oh, okay. That sounds a little dramatic. I don't want it to sound dramatic, but I feel like I will achieve something. And then I like allow a little bit of happiness. And I'm like, that was great. I'm proud of you, Gage, but I'm already immediately like, bitch, what's next? Like yeah. I am so like, honestly, even small business rubs me the wrong way. I, agree. I don't like that. And I'm I very small business. I want to yeah, be a big business. I'm like a corporate bitch. Like mm -hmm. I want to be a CFO of a corporation. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like, well, that was a little sidebar, but I feel like my main thing is, is like, I would just like to be able to be patient with myself, give myself a little bit of grace, be like, you have done a lot for the age that you are. You've done a lot with everything that's happened. Like you're doing your best be proud of that for a little bit longer than five seconds and be patient because I do compare my life to a lot of older people. And I do compare my successes to a lot of people and it's just not fair or it's, it's not fair to myself to have that comparison. You know, with experience and with time, you'll get to the point where like, you'll take long vacations and like, you'll get there. But right, right now you're building your business. I don't think you should have any, um, guilt about that right. or like, and you know what I mean? Like place to run the sprint. Like, right. Business is a marathon and right. it, you're going to have to, you know, pace yourself. However, at the, the first year of business, it's a full sprint. I don't care what anyone right. says. Absolutely. First so, five years of business. Yeah. I mean, 100%, like no. you're in it, you're sprinting, you don't have time. No, for sure. And consistency is key too. a lot mm -hmm. of businesses will pop up and a lot of people will try to mimic what you're doing or mimic 
mm. like your industry or whatever. And like the way to beat them is to be consistent because a lot of people will come and go. Like I said, this life isn't for everyone. Again, you can control your work ethic and people might do the same hair that I do or the, be like interested in the same things that I do business-wise. But one thing they can't do is like, I'm going to be doing this for a long ass time, girl. So you got to buckle up because I'm not quitting. Yeah. I'm only expanding. I mean, yeah. we, I can't wait to have you back on and like have that conversation about how you're right. expanding. Cause yeah. I think a lot's going to come down the pipeline for you. I know you just had some ex exciting stuff happen in Austin. Yes. So, um, but l we have to kind of sort of wrap up. So, uh, what keeps you going and what's your why? Um, my why is my future family. I am what, believe it or not, I'm a pretty traditional guy. Like I really want to get married and have kids and, um, I want to honor my mom. I feel like not a lot of people have a mother like I had, and I want to make sure that that love gets continued on. So, um, my why is, is I want to create a life that I could have only dreamt of. I want to make sure that my kids have every opportunity that I never had. So I want to create a dynasty for myself. That's my why. I just like crying. You are like crying. such a special yeah. person, Gage. Like, I don't think you, I, I think you do realize it, but I don't think you realize it on like the level that it really is. I Thank think you, you should be just like really, really proud of yourself. Seriously. I cannot wait to see like what you do. I've had like full body chills this entire mm -hmm. fucking episode. Thank so you. yes, yes. You're very deliberate with your words and I appreciate that. And I know that our listeners have gained so much, like we said, from simply listening to your story and listening to what you've overcome and who you've blossomed into. And like, it's just amazing. But we ask every single guest this question. So if you could give one piece of advice to someone starting out in business or simply just some words of advice to live, to live by, what would it be? Um, I would say be the hardest worker in the room. And then I would tell me two years ago to save money because I grew up poor bitch. So when I started making money, mm. I was buying handbags and like that just wasn't the smartest. I could have bought a house if I would have been a little more intentional with my savings. So just because you start out with no money and you start making money doesn't mean you should start spending money. So gauge, younger gauge, save money. Listen, look, but you we all did it. Yeah, I was going to say everyone's done that. And also you have to like, I don't necessarily think that's a failure, but you have no. to make mistakes or fail to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like at a certain point too, your values just change. Yeah. Cause like I wanted a Louis bag. I got a Louis bag. I wanted a couple Gucci's. I got them. Now that shit doesn't matter as much to me, but like to me at that time, that meant success. So that was like the trophy of the time being now my values and wants and needs have shifted. So I definitely think that Gage should have bought those, but I just wish I would have been a little more smart on the saving side of things. Better to do it then than to have like a quarter life crisis or a midlife crisis mm -hmm. and blow all your money. Absolutely. And you have millions, right? No, for sure. <laughs> and I feel lucky because like, I mean, I learned this lesson at fucking 22. So yeah. like, I've still got time exactly. to say. I was going to say, you're like a quick learn too. No. It feels like, so I honestly One feel like done. that's such yeah. a like. That was enough for me. Yeah. All right, y'all. Um, Gage, thank you so much for being here. Like, seriously, we can't wait to have you back. This has been so inspiring, honestly. And um, I just really appreciate you yeah. and everything you do for our community too. Thank for you real. so much. Thank you for opening up your heart and sharing your story because I know that's not easy to do. And mm -hmm. vulnerability is strength. And I just appreciate you because you don't know how many people that you've probably helped today. So no, yeah. thank you so much. I just wanted to like hopefully reach one person that might not be doing so well right now and let them know that like this is just the beginning and you can control your outcome. So 
put on your big girl panties and take over your life and start controlling your destiny because you're the one driving that ship. Mm -hmm. You're just one power suit away from a fucking badass life. Period. Hot Hot pink power suit. With some snakeskin boots, y'all. Hell yeah. All right, y'all. You know the deal. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for this one. Where can they find you? I am styled by Gage on Instagram. And you can also find me at the Reno Small Business Alliance once a month. We are typically on the second Wednesday of every month. Highly recommend going to those if you want to learn anything at all. Um, We'll be working with them a little bit more in the future. So um, follow along. Styled by Gage. Yeah. And uh, Brit on Blast. Find us at BLFT Reno and Haven in Flux and Murdoch Hats and Apparel. Uh, If you guys like the show, share it with somebody. If you think somebody could use this advice, send it on over to them. Um, You guys can subscribe, follow, whatever you want to do. Review it, I guess, is good too. Uh, Thanks for listening to us another time. I just totally did a pistol pee. I don't know if you guys have watched I Love You, Man, but... I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, forget it. It's an old movie. Cheers, (laughs) y'all. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.